Here we are. We are in our seventh message in the eight-part series we've called Trials. We're looking at the second half of the book of Acts. We're following um, Peter, Paul, and all of their uh, partners in this mission work, establishing the church. And as they were doing that, they were facing a variety of different trials, challenges, difficulties as they went. Um, We've looked at different kinds of trials. We've looked at them being in prison and how God delivered them. Um, We've looked at their beatings that they endured, some even all the way to the point where they were thought to be dead. And God resurrected in some way them and allowed them to walk right back into the city and keep proclaiming the gospel. We've looked at how they endured the trial of being misunderstood, people assuming the worst, even assuming that they're different people like revolutionaries from another land. And uh, all of this is just trial after trial after trial. And today we're going to be looking at the trial of delay. Have you experienced delay? Delays in your life where it's just you, you, you want something to happen, you assume it's going to happen, you've planned things out, and then something is in the way and it causes things to be delayed. Your plans are railroaded. It's frustrating. You feel bad. You look bad. All of this um, can become so difficult and burdensome to carry the trial of delay. Well, we left Paul in Jerusalem, if you'll recall. Um, Last week, we talked about the trial of misunderstanding, which he endured while in Jerusalem. And uh, he has been under trial. He's now in prison. And there's a plot that's risen up against him to kill him. Um, Literally, as he's going to be transported from one area to the other, people are waiting in you know, in a hidden spot, ready to ambush him. Word of this gets to um, the governor, the one in charge, and he decides to put a different plan in place. And he decides to expedite the plan to send him um, on on his way to Rome. There's a town called Caesarea. And he decides he's going to get into Caesarea um, in the night. And so we're going to read this in Acts 23, verses 23 to 33. Let's read. And it says, And he called, this is the governor, called, and he called for two centurions, saying, Prepare 200 soldiers, 70 horsemen, and 200 spearmen to go to Caesarea at the third hour of the night. I mean, they're really trying to protect him in this situation. And provide mounts to set Paul on and bring him safely to Felix the governor, who's in Caesarea. So he wrote a letter in the following manner. Claudius Lysias writes to the most excellent governor Felix, greetings. This man was seized by the Jews and was about to be killed by them. Coming with the troops, I rescued him, having learned that he was a Roman. And when I wanted to know the reason they accused him, I brought him before their council. I found out that he was accused concerning questions of their law, but had nothing charged against him deserving death or chains. And when it was told to me that the Jews lay in wait for the man, I sent him immediately to you and also commanded his accusers to state before you the charges against him. Farewell. So that's the letter he wrote. Verse 31. Then the soldiers, as they were commanded, took Paul and brought him by night to Antropatus. The next day they left the horsemen to go on with him and return to the barracks. 
And when they came to Caesarea and had delivered the letter to the governor, they also presented Paul to him. So even in this letter, Paul is being declared innocent. He shouldn't be bound. He shouldn't be imprisoned. Um, but at the same time, he's delayed. He is kept in these chains and is sent on to uh, for someone else to examine him, someone else to take this case on because this guy did not want to deal with it and he didn't want to, um, you know, suffer any political setbacks or anything. So he just decided, I've got to get rid of this problem. Sends him on to Caesarea and Felix. Paul stands trial, presents things to Felix. And we're going to pick up in Acts 24, verse 22. And we're going to find here that the delay that he's already experiencing is going to get even worse. But when Felix heard these things, having more accurate knowledge of the way... He adjourned the proceedings and said, when Lysias, the commander, comes down, I will make a decision on your case. So he commanded the centurion to keep Paul and to let him have liberty and told him not to forbid any of his friends to provide for him or visit him. And after some days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Now, as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and answered, go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call for you. Meanwhile, he also uh, hoped that money would be given to him by Paul and that he might release him. Therefore, he sent for him more often and conversed with him. But after two years, Portius Festus succeeded Felix, and Felix, wanting to do the Jews a favor, left Paul bound. The trial of delay can be exhausting, and Paul certainly is experiencing delay. He is sidelined. He is, you know, he's set out on a mission. He's, um, the mission is to share the gospel, to see people saved, um, to see churches established and planted. And here he is, um, just at the whim of Felix, the governor, who seems to be giving him some favor, and he's interested, but he's also greedy. And he's wanting, maybe Paul will give me some money, and then I can release him. But until he does that, we'll just keep playing this game. And he sends for him and he comes and talks with him and then he puts him back in prison. And this is going on for now two years of this delay in prison. Um, this is extreme, but I know that some of you um, are experiencing some sort of delay in your life that seems exhausting. You've been carrying on to delay. Maybe you've been hoping for um, some miracle to take place, or you've been hoping for a relationship to be restored, or you just finally want to get that health concern that's been just nagging on you cleared up, or you're trying to get into the doctor, or whatever it may be. And you just have these delays. Maybe you think you're just about to get ahead financially and then the washing machine goes out on you and you've got to replace that and you're back to square one again. And you're just delay, delay, delay. Um, you know what delays you might be experiencing. But they can be very exhausting. And I want to talk about how to deal with delays in life, how to view them, how to handle them, process them, how to move beyond them. Um, first is this. We're going to be looking at the processes involved with delay. What do you normally go through? What do you experience? What are some of the emotional difficulties that are involved when we face delays in life? Um, so we're going to look at the processes. The first is there's this sense of falling behind. Um, you, you just get this immediate urgency. Oh, I, can't, I can't be late. I, we, we've got something to do here. And you're just experience that 
sense of urgency that you are falling behind. There's an immediate concern of what might happen. You see, life is short, and it seems like the older we get, we realize exactly how short life is. And so to experience delays can really like set you on edge because you, you're starting to realize, man, my time is short. I've got this to do. I've got this on my bucket list. I've got uh, this mission to accomplish. I've got this relationship that I want to see good before uh, we move on much further. And you have this sense of urgency that we're falling behind. Maybe beyond that, another aspect of of these delays is confusion. You're confused. What do I need to do differently to avoid or to fix this delay? Immediately, you're trying to fix this thing. Like, this delay is a problem and it's got to be avoided. What can I do? What does it mean for me or for those who are counting on me if this delay is allowed to continue? Um, another aspect of, of, in, of this process of what we go through when we're in the middle of the delay is you begin to question your usefulness or your purpose, perhaps. Was I missing God's direction in this thing? Um, am I a useful member to God's team, to God's church? What did I do wrong? Why am I sidelined? We can question our usefulness or purpose when we're in the midst of delay. Maybe there's also um, disappointment that's involved, a sense of loss, sadness. In fact, we see this expressed by um, the psalmist David when he writes in Psalm 69.3, I am weary with my crying. My throat is dry. My eyes fail while I wait for my God. So, David here is acknowledging that that God's got him on some sort of delay and it's filled with crying and sadness and a sense of loss. This is a very normal part of this, the, the process of delay. Another and probably the most strategic or important Part of the process of delay is it forces us to prayer. It, it, at some point in this process of delay, we've got to turn our eyes onto the Lord. And in those prayers, we might be saying, what's next? What's instead? Whenever you're delayed, eventually you come to this point that says, what's next? What's instead? I thought it was this. I thought we were heading in this way. I thought this healing would happen. I thought this relationship would be restored. I thought I would have the chance to uh, do this or do that. And, And then you realize, okay, God, what's instead? So these are some of the processes that a person will go through in the middle of delay. But I want to take a look here to help us process that is the next idea, and that is what are the purposes for delay? What are the purposes? At some point in the middle of delay, you say, God, what's the purpose here? What what do I need to do? You know what? It's kind of interesting is that God's always comfortable with delays. I don't understand it. Um, you know, as we're reading the Bible, we find 40 years here, 400 years there. It just seems kind of crazy how comfortable God is with delay. It's almost like he can see everything from start to finish or something. I don't know. He, he is able to deal with delays better than we are. Even Jesus, he walked this earth for 30 years before he gained, engaged in ministry. 
His ministry didn't start till age 30. And so here he is walking. And I, I wonder, what all did Jesus see as he was walking earth and knowing that he was a miracle working God, that he was able to take care of that sickness, that disease, that ch challenge? And he didn't do it. He, he just continued on in life. He was a carpenter. He's working, working out there building houses or furniture or whatever it was. And he was comfortable with delaying too. In fact, we even find this sense of, of comfortability with delay when his first miracle and his ministry actually started in John chapter 2. Um, I'm going to read the first four verses. It says, On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, why does your concern, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. You see, um, Jesus, you know, he's on the very, you know, just about to transition from ordinary life to ministry life. And he says, my hour has not yet come. Even though he knew that he had full anointing on his life at this moment to, um, pro to provide the miracle that the wedding needed. And all that was going to come in the days, weeks, months, and even a couple years to follow. And here he is comfortable with saying, my hour has not yet come. So what are the purposes for delay? Um, if God's comfortable with delay, if maybe we find evidence that God might have even create delay in our lives. He's involved with these delays. What are the purposes? Well, I'm going to use the same word again. Prayer. Delays, part of the process of the delay is it ultimately leads us to prayer. But one of the reasons for the delay is that it might lead us to prayer. You see, when we are delayed, we have to turn to God if we want to discover um, the reason for it and the what next. We have to look to God. The, the, the delay pushes us to prayer. Um, if we're processing these delays in a healthy way, we will land at prayer at some point. And I want to encourage you as a follower of Christ to make that option and that um, solution to your delay early on. Look to the Lord in prayer immediately. Lord, I'm here. I'm listening to you. What do you want to speak to me? So how do we pray? I'm still yours no matter what, God. Whether I'm delayed, whether my plans are, are foiled and it's not going the way I want it, I'm yours no matter what. Use me, maybe even in this delay. How do you want to use this moment? Um, how can I be available to you when it's not going the way I envisioned it? This delay is your plan, so I will make it my plan too. These are great prayers to pray when we are um, when when things aren't going the way you thought they should. Um, another reason we that we have delays in our lives is one for prayer. Secondly, is for growth. We, we grow as God's people in the middle of delays. If you look at pretty much anything in nature, anything that's growing, it takes time. It takes experiences. It takes seasons. It takes things happening that causes and force to grow. Because preparation is a process. 
Growth takes experience in life. When, when we're going through life and we learn a trick here or there, it's because we had a need to learn that trick at some point. When we, when we uh, you know, gather pieces of knowledge, it's because we took the effort to learn it or we were forced into the time to do it. It was challenge, it was delay, and we learned something new. Maturity um, is, 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 comes out of challenge and time and difficulty and delay. Maturity is never an instant deal. Have you noticed that? It takes time. And so delays are part of the growth process in our lives. So we realize that some of the purposes for it so far as prayer is growth, but also refinement making us holy, making us righteous, making us more like God. The delays in life refine us, give us perspective, give us um, a, a, a way to look at things from a mature standpoint. In fact, we find here that God's really into refinement. Um, we're going to look at Malachi for just a moment, the last book of the Old Testament. And here we're going to find this statement about refinement. Um, Malachi 3, verses 1 through 3 says, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like launderer's soap, and he will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Here we find here this, this reference to the refiner's fire that, that the gold and the silver was set to the fire and the, um, the, the melting process would happen and the impurities would come to the top and this gold would be refined, purified, made more pure. The, the impurities would be drawn out of it. And friends, life is like that, isn't it? It Life is a, a refiner's fire. The delays are part of those flames that, that cause purity to come out of us. It refines us. It makes us more like the Lord. There's a holiness that comes into our lives through the fire of delay. So here, here's a few of those purposes for delays. Prayer, God wants to have these conversations with us. He wants for us to engage with Him. Growth. He wants for us to grow and, and, and refinement, purification process. So when we're in the middle of these delays, what are some of the best practices? The best practices when we're in the middle of them, in the middle of delays. Of course, prayer. You got to go back to prayer. So three times I have emphasized prayer because it is so vital that when you are delayed that we go to the Lord in prayer. And I won't say anything more about it. But that we also engage in the sanctification process. We can resist it. We can yell at it. We can be frustrated. We can throw things around. All of that stuff is not going to be useful in the middle of your delay. But rather, we engage in the sanctification process. God, use this time to make me more like you. When we are delayed, it is a moment for us to realize that God is shaping us into his image. Look for the unexpected God moments in that delay. Well, the opportunities. You see, it's very possible that the Lord has given you a U-turn opportunity in that moment. When, when things are, are not going as they're supposed to be planned, you say, God, 
what are you doing instead? What are you doing instead? I want to be ready to be your person in this moment, in this situation, what's not going the way I wanted it to go. Look for the unexpected God moments and opportunities. And then lastly, accept that your whole life is actually a delay for eternity. Have you ever thought about that? You see, we were, we were created for heaven. We're created for eternity with God. That's what we're designed for. We're designed for relationship that will be spent for millions and billions of years with God in heaven. And so this experience here on earth is really a delay for that. And when you take a look that life is a delay for something so much better, so much richer, something that you were designed for, something that God cannot wait to engage with you about, and this whole life is actually a delay, it will help us to realize that, it, that this life is a series of multiple growth opportunities preparing us for that. And you know what? When you're delayed in traffic and when you're delayed because your kids won't get out the door or your spouse is late to something or that you just can't get ahead financially or all of the stuff that's going on in your life that is just frustrating, it's a, it's a growth opportunity for you. It's a chance for you to be made more like God. Life is also a series of ministry opportunities. That's one thing we need to realize is that we are in God's hands. And so whether you're sitting in a prison for two years, like Paul was sitting, saying, God, there's something to be done in Rome. There's something to be done over here. There's some church to be planted. Paul used every moment, I believe. I mean, I'm sure that he had times when he was human and he was just complaining and he was frustrated about the dungeon. He was like, why in the world am I still stuck here in Caesarea? That Felix, why is he just wasting my time like this? I'm sure he had those moments. But I'll bet you that he was ministering to people in prison constantly. I'll bet you that every time he got a chance to go in front of Felix, he would say, Felix, and, and there was this prayer just before he went in and say, would you change his heart today? Maybe you're going to use us to ch change the entire area because Governor Felix is going to give his heart to you. And you realize that that is our opportunity in every single one of the delays to say, God, what do you want to do in this moment? It's not like I planned it, but it must be the way you planned it. And so how can I use it? And when your plans do not line up with what is happening, when the plans that you had don't seem to be lining up with reality and what's going on, realize that God is using that delay for you and for others. Because man, he's patient. He is patient. He is able to, to take these delay moments and use them for His glory, for His good, for your good, for the people around you, their good. He will use them. And He's seeing everything so different. Um, Danita, my wife, she likes to quilt. Um, and as she's making those quilts and, and piecing those you know, pieces of fabric together, sewing them together, there's two sides to that quilt. One of those sides is the underside. It's the side that no one's going to see. It's going to get covered up with backing, and it looks kind of like a train wreck. There's, there's frayed edges. There's strings hanging off the edge of the fabric. Um, it doesn't look really nice at all. It looks pretty tattered. And you flip that thing over, and you know all of the edges are nice and crisp and tight and sealed up, and you're seeing you know, just a nice edge. Everything looks nice on that side, and it's the same quilt. And the thing about it is that we have a tendency to look at life and everything going on from the underside. We're seeing all the strings and all the tattered edges and stuff looks like mess. And I want for you to envision that that's kind of way these delays look to you. It looks like a mess. It looks like a train wreck. 
And yet God is looking at this thing from a totally different perspective. He's looking at your whole life. He's looking at you refined. He's looking at you perfect. He's looking at you in a state that you're going to walk into heaven completely redeemed and whole. And he's not seeing delays the way you see it. He's not seeing the strings. He's seeing the perfect product that's coming out of all those delays. And I just want to encourage you to realize that God sees your life so different than you do. And these delays are in his hands. Would you submit them to him? Would you submit these delays into him and allow him to use them for your good and for the good of those around you and for his glory? And it will be good. He took four, he took uh, the Israelites, you know, through 40 years here and 400 years there. He had them in captivity for 70 years in Babylon. These were delays. These were major delays, but God was using every single moment of it. And he's doing that in your life too. Let's pray. Father, we have situations in our lives, God, that seem so annoying. Delay after delay after delay. Lord, these plans that we have do not seem to come to fruition. We don't, sometimes we have a hard time seeing what you're doing. But God, today we choose to trust you. We choose to, to tell you, God, that we um, see your work in our lives and we want to engage in these works in our lives. Lord, we welcome the delay because we know that you're doing something better than what we had planned originally. And so God, um, I pray for any of my friends here that are um, really in the middle of a waiting game on something. Lord God, they're frustrated because what they're praying for is not happening. What they're intending for um, just seems to be out there a long way. And God, I just pray that in the midst of this waiting that they would discover you, turn to you, um, lay that before you and find out what you're doing instead. And they would engage in that process. I pray this in Jesus' name.